1: Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack.
0: And I'm Rick.
1: And today we are talking about Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, which is a... Well, I mean, technically, it's not a uh, Studio Ghibli film.
0: Really? Could have fooled me.
1: Yeah, it's uh, the it's reason why I say that. Is it that. a
0: Studio Disney?
1: No, Uh, it's actually the reason why it's considered Ghibli is because uh, it actually came out the year before Ghibli was ever created.
0: Oh, so this was kind of like one of his... It's his first one. No joke. No joke. That's impressive.
1: This first one, and it's based off the manga that he wrote.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. I knew he was talented, but that's well, that's on another level. Along the lines of being impressive. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm very much like that reminds me of like one punch man or umpun Man. um that's a original from that guy from
1: one yeah
0: yeah from one so Uh, yeah so the the difference is good you're good uh,
1: yeah um so it's uh genres are action adventure and it's also ran for an hour and 57 minutes if for, for an international for uh for the basically dvd release and for the original Japanese release. If you watched the international release, which uh, prompted uh, Miyazaki to put in his uh, two cents on it saying, uh, no more editing of my films. You have to release them uncut because what they did was they cut out almost 30 minutes worth of video. What did so- you
0: possibly cut out?
1: You cut out a lot. So uh, like, remember the opening credit scene that was cut out the scene where she's actually going into the forest and l- finding the Ohm shell. They cut mm-hmm. directly to her seeing the Ohm shell. Uh, they oh. cut her, cut out her going through the process of actually putting the gunpowder down and then taking out the eye of the Ohm shell. Like, like they cut out quite a bit, like almost 30 minutes worth st- strewn throughout the hole movie.
0: Yeah, that upset me too. So,
1: so uh, he basically after that it prompted him making some changes saying if you want to release my film you have to release it unedited. You can't cut anything out. You have to
0: release it as is. Hmm, not bad. I mean, it takes some swagger to do that. It takes some, I know what I'm worth. Basically, yeah.
1: I mean, it's, it's a class. I mean like, given the fact that it actually holds up over time, it it came out in 1984.
0: The the cartoon drawing or the anime drawing, totally see the early 80s, mid 80s, I guess at that point. But I could have sworn you could give me that and tell me that it was done in 2000. Audio quality, visual. I would believe you. It holds up impressively well.
1: It does. And it's something I'm actually really happy with also uh, for uh, some of the characters, in there for the English actors, they did really, really well, and they actually has some pretty big names that you would actually recognize. And we had talked a little bit about it beforehand. Uh, so for uh, Asbel, the the kid, the boy who is mm-hmm. the pilot, you mm-hmm. re- should recognize his voice. It's Shia LaBeouf.
0: Yep, I I recognize him.
1: Do you? So did you recognize? Yeah, did you uh, recognize who the uh, Kush- uh, Kushana princesses?
0: No, the name—it sounded familiar, but no. Uma Thurman. You're joking. No, seriously. That makes so much sense.
1: Yeah, you had Patrick Stewart. Uh, oh, of course, you
0: can't mistake him.
1: Uh, right for Lord Yupa, uh, Allison Lohman for Nausicaa, which I'm not too too familiar with her work. Name, either. But you know, you had you had
0: some powerhouses in there. Yeah, I'm kind of curious when when was it dubbed? Because Shia LaBeouf is roughly my age. And growing up, people would make reference. Yeah, you see mm, that smile says it all. Even Stevens was my bane. So
1: um, if I remember correctly, it came to the Americas in the 90s, I want
0: to say. I mean, it would have to be um, maybe 92, 96, something like that, because that's when he became more popular, I guess. I believe so. But even still, he wasn't he wasn't a blockbuster like he is now. This is pre-Transformers. So to be able to land that next to Patrick Stewart and Uma Thurman, that's impressive. Great agent at the very least. But and he sounded honestly like a a veteran almost. Like it, there wasn't the, the voice acting was believable. Yeah. Better than Baba's, that's for sure.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it wasn't dubbed and uh, let, let me actually look it up. Hang on. You know, because now I'm now I'm really kinda questioning here. All right. You know, because I remember seeing. I remember actually seeing the cut version, like when it when it came <laughs> out. Like I remember it. And
0: do you think the cut version might have had Shia LaBeouf in it as well?
1: No, 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 no. I think they didn't redub it until later on. So, uh, gotcha. according to the great wonderful world of Wikipedia, uh, it was redubbed in two thousand five for the full featured length.
0: That makes sense. Okay. Still Uma Thurman. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed. It, it wasn't a major role. It was it was it was maybe if you had to classify characters to A B C D tier, it was like a B character. It wasn't a main character. Yeah. Still, the going back to it, the relationship between the bugs and the people and the people and the forest and the forest and the bugs, it reminded me of a a, a very crude rock paper scissors. Because the bugs could kill the people, the people could kill the forest, and the forest... No, not rock, paper, scissors, because the forest relied on the bugs for protection.
1: And the forest also killed the people, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, so it'd be... So... Yeah, uh, the the spores.
1: Like like as with most things when it comes to Miyazaki, he actually takes a lot of uh, inspiration from events and uh, happenings that happen around the world. Uh, He's also very strongly against uh war causes
0: say killing in general according to this.
1: Yeah. So it's it's not anything right. it, particularly new for that.
0: It's got a fantastic story. This the premise is essentially you've got a village uh, that is primitive but advanced. They've got machinery but they're still relying on wind power. Their princess seems to be very inquisitive. You've got a disease that's killing people, turning them essentially into living statues before they pass on slowly which is horrible and it, it, of course there's war there's famine there's all there's all that other stuff but this main village doesn't really see all that. they're very peaceful and the princess is very much don't kill anybody to the point where these ohms these big indestructible bugs these alien looking creatures sure um they're vulnerable when they're a child, when they're when they're when they're small. But when they grow up big and strong, they they can overrun a city by walking, which is what they've done countless times before. Um, yeah,
1: but not completely unwarranted. I mean, oh no, one hundred
0: percent warranted.
1: Yeah, and and that's one of the things that they that they really try and press. It's like, look, if you leave them alone, they will leave you alone. There's no need for you to worry or. Or stress about the, the bugs or anything like that. As long as you don't sit there, you don't mess with them, you don't shoot at them, nothing like that, you're fine. You'll be okay. You can walk through the forest and be okay, and they're not going to attack you. You piss them off, you shoot them, then we're going to have problems.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's very much a beehive of sorts. You don't want to hit a beehive because yeah. the bees will get pissed. That um, actually becomes a really big plot point in the, in, the, in the story. But you also have toxic areas in which you'll need to have a face mask and a uh, respirator of sorts. Although the character Shia LaBeouf plays just had a piece of cloth over his face and was perfectly fine. So that's. I weird. mean,
1: you know, I mean, like half the people, it's like you don't even know if they're wearing a cloth or what they were wearing. So who knows how the poisons actually transmitted, or or how fe- effective that all is.
0: It really sounded like it was spores. Like they had to breathe in a spore of some kind, and it was deadly. But the the princess was doing experiments where she would take these poisonous plants and she would grow them in clean water and clean soil. And all of a sudden, these plants were no longer dangerous in her own little room.
1: And, and I'm glad that she actually clarified how that all came to be, too. It wasn't that they, the plants were poisonous. They're not plants. And, and some of the plants that uh, Lord Yupa said that they're some of the more poisonous of them, they're just small cactus. They're not poisonous at all. And she helps clarify that the soil she's using and the water she's using is being drawn up from a well deep down below the castle, which is where she's at. And that the soil is actually poisoned, and it's what helps cause those plants to become poisonous.
0: Now, the idea that the, the whole premise is these, the, the earth is trying to heal itself. Now, there was a, uh, what, seven days of fire is what they called it from way back in the day. Yeah. And basically, man made machines destroyed the earth. Just machinery, machines of war laid waste to the world. Yeah. And it sounded like everyone was helpless against everyone else's machine. It, 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 mutual destruction, like nuclear weapons now. I think that's what it was supposed to signify. Basically. Because the one attack we see this, this mammoth of a thing fire off reminded me of. What I used to see for for nuclear attacks on YouTube and stuff like that,
1: or for anything that's of a massive bomb in that general general area, you know.
0: I mean, if I'm being honest, <laughs> it reminded me of Napa when he shot his little mouth thing out there and destroyed the circle around when they first met Goku, and there yeah. well before they met Goku, but yeah, like that. That's what it reminded me of—just a beam that shot out, and all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. and you're like, well, that's Unfortunate for them. Yeah. Even still, that didn't really kill off the, the ohm.
1: Didn't kill them all off, but it killed off some of them. And, and it just like, again, it's like the, the ohm didn't really come around until after the fact, after these seven giants actually laid waste to the whole planet. Now, my question is, and, and I'll, pr- I'll probably have to read the manga to actually get this understanding. Right. Is that like, I have a sneaking suspicion that the Ohm or not the Ohm, uh, the giants, when mm-hmm. they finally stopped and they became stone and everything like that, that they actually set off those spores.
0: Do so you think it was the giants that did that?
1: I think it's the part of the giants. Cause I could have sworn.
0: So like, I they, thought did, they, they, explained talk, it.
1: they didn't explain how the forest came about. They, they said that the, the giants came around destroyed the earth, set it ablaze burned for like seven days or something like that or whatever. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Seven Uh, days of fire.
1: And when they finally were done rampaging, they stopped and became stone. And then the force came in. Okay. But they never explained how the forest truly happened. What they did explain was when the Ohm had rampaged once before, when they were enraged, they didn't stop until they, uh, died. Yeah. Died. And, uh, uh, Once they died, their bodies released the spores of the poison for yes. the forest. Now, but that, that doesn't explain how the forest came itself to be. Can't be. Yeah.
0: I think she kinda sort of touched on it. It's probably better in the in the manga, of course, but she she said that the soil itself was when she was down in the cave and she fell through the quicksand with Shia LaBeouf. I'm just going to keep calling him that because I forgot what the dude's <laughs> name was. Um, <laughs> I
1: can I can tell you if you'd like.
0: Uh, Asbel. Asbel, okay. So when she fell down in through the quicksand with Asbel, she was looking at the trees and going, wait a second. So these trees, the air is pure down here because the trees have sucked up all of the toxic waste from the soil, petrified, and then crumbled. So it, it reminds me that a very, very similar um, filtration Sorry, filtration system.
1: Which is actually how she actually describes it. It's like a filtration system.
0: Yeah. So I'm thinking that the plants were normal. And then when they they had to grow in a toxic environment, that's when all of that stuff happened. Because as you know, if they grow in clean dirt and clean air, they're not a problem. So I'm thinking the soil was the origination of the toxins. And they were placed there due to the seven-day fire or... Maybe just regular pollutants that planes, trains, and automobiles do.
1: Yeah, but the Earth was destroyed, or rather, we had our technological advances. Yeah. And then the Seven Days of Fire, which destroyed civilization as we know it, so basically threw us back hundreds...
0: If not thousands. ...of years. I mean, we still had air air flight and whatnot, so that... Well,
1: I mean, like, it's been a thousand years since all of this happened, too.
0: We're not quite back yet. That makes yeah. sense.
1: Yeah, so it just depends on varying technology and varying resources and and drive for other. Because what's really interesting is one, we don't have like firm answers for how any of this actually happened. Like how the poison actually, how how the whole world got polluted. Like we, there is no specific answer. And and Nazca even states this. She even says. Who could possibly pollute the whole earth, the whole planet? Who, who could possibly pollute the soil all over the planet?
0: And my only answer would be the, 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 the seven day men. That's the only thing I can think of.
1: That's why I was saying, you know, that I have a feeling that it started because of them. So when they finally scorched the earth, took out all the people, sent them back to the stone ages, destroyed the technology, then became stone. When they finally became stone or, or dropped, that was it.
0: What do you think made him drop? It's just a big. built-in time limit, or yeah. <laughs> are you going with the Futurama uh, Killbot explanation? Just keep throwing bodies till they reach their limit, and we'll call it a victory.
1: Yeah, going with that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think they call it Brett Flanagan logic, or, or something like that. So, um, yeah, just interesting stuff. the The thing that always gets me about this guy, um, Studio Ghibli guy, that the I only can assume his name's Ghibli. I'm probably wrong. Miyazaki Miyazaki sorry yes don't crucify me um thing that gets me is he's so fantastical all the time like I I would love and hate to be stuck in his mind for 24 hours fantastical
1: you you mean just you could just say fantastic he's so fantastic
0: no no fantastical phantasmal like just amazingly I'm trying to make up words like he makes up scenery and it's just you can see where our talents lie. And mine's obviously not there.
1: Uh, my, my talents rely on, and heavily on my looks.
0: So, <laughs> I mean. Well, you do look like Adonis to some people. To my own eyes, uh, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> 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 Ugh, no, but so the alien landscapes, obviously it's on Earth. I ass- Well, not obviously, I assume given there's people there and there's, there's animals of, of a kind and it's just the alien landscapes the ideas that he must come up with just to be able to have plants look like that spores look like that and you have to have some otherworldly if you will um idea of i don't know biology um herbology sure that's not a word i'm supposed to use it's just it, it's i can sum it up in one word impressive every time i see that i'm amazed at the things that I I don't see repeated. For instance, the jungle book and Winnie the Pooh. I know that completely different things, right? But if you did a side by side comparison of Mowgli and Christopher, they basically ripped from Mowgli and applied it to Christopher when they're chucking uh, sticks and walking up and down stuff. I don't see that here.
1: Yeah. Well, there's also a lot of inspiration for this from uh what is it from Earth Sea or something like that from a, a different a different work of art so he's pulled inspiration from other ones from other shows other other mangas artworks everything like that as well as life events
0: too maybe I, maybe i just need to increase my my scope because uh it's all unique to me and i i never see him repeat actually that's not quite true i've i've seen him repeat some characters like main characters in uh, Totoro because he becomes a, a plushie in other anime. Yeah.
1: He's also looks kind of like a little bit like the uh, rat from spirited away or uh, yes. And soot goblins are in a couple of them.
0: So I was expecting like spiritual stuff, but it was just, it was, it was impressive. I know I've gone on way too long about that, and I apologize, but it's just, it's still so beautiful to me.
1: It, it's, it's a really good movie. It's really great. It's well worth the watch. I mean, like in case you can't get it, get it from just these. And the fact that it's actually, what, 40 years old, almost it's, it's, it's 37 years old.
0: I was it's, about to say, just, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not 40, that old.
1: <laughs> no, I'm saying the movies almost yeah. 40
0: years. No, no, I know. But I was, I was born really close to that. I'm like, no, I'm yeah, not yeah. anywhere near there
1: yet. Yeah, you are. Sorry, right.
0: your secret's <laughs> yeah, safe with us. I promise. I'm, I'm closer than you, that's for sure. But not. But uh, don't make don't make me older than I need to be. Um,
1: but uh, it's it's a great movie, and it does really honestly stand the test of time, which is great.
0: One of the cool things is they foreshadow super hard, and I I called it when I was watching it. Obviously, I wasn't watching it with you, so I couldn't verbally call it. But when they were saying that the savior will come out and he'll wear blue. And, and stuff like that. And he'll have a, a phoenix on his shoulder. And then I saw the princess with the new cat, Fox, essentially. A wild animal perched on her shoulder 90% of the time. I'm like, they're going to give her a blue dress. I'm, I'm sure of it. She's going she to be the he. Yes. Loved it. That was awesome. I wasn't expecting it, but I was happy it showed up. I thought maybe the old man or even, I forgot his name, so Shia LaBeouf. I figured Shia LaBeouf might show up with <laughs> the headband and and blue.
1: Yeah, no, uh, as soon as they showed that character it was strong foretelling. I mean, in case you were wondering, I mean, the movie title was kind of a dead
0: giveaway as well. You don't say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you take into account my uh my ultra and my my ultra observation skills, um yes, I I just knew it. But it, it was it, so it built up to be a, a, what I assumed to have an aerial climax where, you know, airships versus airships would be the finale. Didn't quite end up that way. Um, very interesting to me, though, was how sturdy some planes were and how sturdy some planes were not. Because you had planes that could handle thousands of rounds of bullets and you had other planes that if the wind hit the wrong way, it, it it'd break. Yeah. And you'd figure if they're airworthy, you'd you'd make sure, especially if these, these countries are wealthy enough to have more than one or more than two airplanes. Which for instance
1: re, re which reignited a thought I was actually gonna start with, and I long since forgot till just now. <laughs> um You're welcome. Lord Lord Yupa, mm-hmm. I, I love that he references and talks about other countries. He goes he says other countries there's like two countries that have fallen. The forest is constantly expanding. So, you know, the state of the world kingdoms are still falling. There's still people out there and they basically reverted to a state of, uh, ro- uh, uh, what is it? Uh, feudalism? yeah. Feudalism. Thank you. And he also references, which is kind of a, a reference to everyone to the West, basically the U S and Europe. And, Countries are always warring with each other.
0: Uh, They like they they love war, as I think what he said.
1: Yeah, so it it's low jab. Yeah, it's a low jab, but you know, I mean, they (laughs) they also love war too. I mean, so you know,
0: one of the things I do like about Miyazaki specifically is he's not as nationalistic as some of the things I've seen. Like, while there is light touches, like you just saw, like you just said, they're they're more Easter egg rather than prominent in my opinion, in, in what his stuff is. Mm. And it's not because I, I don't want to see it. It's just, it's, it's not what I came for. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he, yeah, you actually reminded me of something else. He was a swordsman. Yes. The entire time. Master swordsman. They could have done so much more with that, but he was just super badass the entire time. He didn't kill, but maybe two people, maybe. And <laughs> he, he went through like nine people to get to the commander hold a knife up to the commander's neck and basically say, you might want to surrender. I don't recommend fighting too much longer. And they're like, uh, oh, I think we're going to be okay now. Nope. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're good. We,
1: we give up. You win. I'm sorry. Please don't hurt us anymore.
0: And we- the the facial hair.
1: Oh, dude, at least for everyone for the Valley of the Wind. All right, dude, those stashes, those beards <laughs> right? were magnificent. I remember yeah. seeing uh, a thing uh, uh, Patrick Stewart was talking about for it. He said, my lip syncing was actually really easy. I didn't have to match to lips. I just <laughs> had to match to whisker movement.
0: Uh, uh, Which is, I
1: mean, like, it's true. Genius.
0: Yeah. It's
1: like, I didn't really have to match to the what they were saying to the lips. I just had to match whisker movement.
0: And that's it. You bring up another another thing. It was dubbed many years after it was made. Like, when you watch shows now, you'll notice, well, at least I do, when I watch them subbed and dubbed, the the mouth obviously doesn't move any differently. But the older sh- the older movies specifically move in the manner of the original language, whereas now it's more universal. It doesn't look as crisp or as clean, but it, it, it's, it's less strenuous when you transfer languages.
1: Another thing is, uh, bringing up subs and dubs, this one uh or rather the the differences in between subs and dubs is actually massive like, really yeah there's there's quite a few different things that are said and and this again has to do more so with the limited amount of time that they have to match the movement okay as hmm. as with all other subs, but this one you can can really tell like uh so remember when uh Lord Yupa gets to the village, uh they say, Hey, uh can you name the child?' For the for the dubs, right? Okay, yeah. When he gets there, he's actually asked to be the godfather of the child.
0: Oh, that brings well. It's not a whole new light because you just you get the the feeling of a loving uncle off yeah. of him,
1: and and you get a different perspective. So there's like key phrases, key words that are actually changed. Hmm. So it doesn't convey the same meaning, but the overall tone and the meaning and the story
0: stays the same. That's always nice. No, I mean, so yeah, I, I can see it, looking back through it. If you were to change that slight perception to Godfather, it makes so much more sense as to why he was so overprotective about her in particular, and not just because she was the princess. Because uh, well, what I didn't understand is they're like princess. We're gonna kill all your people. It doesn't make her a princess anymore. It makes her a, a person of a, a a conquered people, a commoner, if you will, to the new regime.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and there's a lot of other things that go on inside this inside the movie. There's a lot of tones, a lot of a lot of cliffhangers, I wanna say. Uh uh things that really build up the tension to the climactic ending. And I think that it'd be great for us to kinda leave that climactic ending to your own imagination and kind of force you to go out there and actually watch it. Because I think it's a really great ending. It's a really great solid roundup on how it ends. Now we already talked about how it ends, which is her basically being the guy that comes and brings the unity to everyone.
0: But, but how it happens is, is kind of interesting.
1: It, it's really yeah. interesting and it's really heartfelt. And I think it's really well done.
0: So my question for you then in this particular instance, I wanted to bring it up sooner, but it keeps slipping. It kept slipping my mind and I noticed it at the very beginning and I noticed it at the very end and when I watched it a second time, I, I, I paid attention specifically to this and it was I, again, uh, part of a studio Ghibli masterpiece. In my opinion, the music.
1: Yes. Music is w- very well done. It's it's tastefully done. I am. I am never disappointed in studio Ghibli music.
0: Yeah. I, I swear. He's got a whole orchestra by himself, but it, it's just, it's powerful and present when it needs to be. And it's almost out of the two hours the movie is playing i would say music uh, if you take out the beginning and the end it, it or the, the the beginning credits and the ending after the movie credits essentially um i would say it's about 75 to 80 percent music's there like it's it's very rare you're going to have a silent moment in here and the silent moments you do have are key yeah specifically when right before the final battle baba who is like an elderly grandma who's blind is like something's wrong I don't know what it is. Something's wrong. And the suspense I felt I noticed wasn't because the music, it was the absence of music.
1: And it's also really played and signified the absence of the wind. Exactly. Which just is, it's really great that they really played to it like that. And all the way throughout the movie, it wasn't just like in those key pivotal points, it was silent to help build the suspense, build the tension like when the airship first comes there, when they first, encounter, when they first encounter other people coming to their land, it's at first no music. And then all of a sudden, it's there, it's prominent in the right tone to convey the proper emotion and to help you understand like the urgency in what's happening there. And, and the same can really honestly be said about all, all of Miyazaki's films or all the Studio Ghibli films, is that the music is always very pivotal and helps convey the emotion and it helps really make it, uh, an experience.
0: Yeah. I just all around, I was not a fan of Miyazaki before because I didn't know him. I didn't know of his work. My (laughs) prior to us doing this, I knew Ninja Scroll. Yeah, that's about it. (laughs) I was trying to think. I'm like, uh, Ninja Scrolls, not even a Ghibli film. No, it's not. But like, just in in general, anime movies. I, I knew that one, and I knew the Pajama Pajama one that I couldn't ever find until I told you about it, and took you thirty seconds, literally, to be like, "Is this it? Is this, is this what you're looking for?" I'm like, uh. <laughs> just out of spite, I want to say no because it, that that was too easy. Like, but, where, where's the easy button at?
1: But it's uh, alright, Rick. I do it because <laughs> I love you. I helped you
0: because I love you. <laughs> oh yes, yes, you did do that. Um, but yeah, it's just, you, you, this doing this with you has broadened my scope of anime and it, it's on a more personal level, made me want to do things I've never had an interest in before music specifically. If I'm, if I got to go that route, I've had a passing interest in the piano. I'm good with numbers. I can list, I can number the piano. And if you want me to do a certain key, I, if you tell me the number, I could do it. If you ask me what notes they are, I don't know. There's no way I I can't, but listening to stuff like this, it's not just numbers. They're not looking at a keyboard and going, okay, and this set of this, this sequence of numbers will relate to this particular feeling. You've got professionals there. And that, that made me want to look into it more. And I actually considered doing, um, piano lessons and stuff like that prior to this pandemic and whatnot. But yeah, there's, there's just, it's amazing. And it's heartfelt and it moves you in ways that I didn't expect it to, or you wouldn't expect it to, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, I think this is a great spot for a rating.
0: Okay. I want to be harsh. I really do because I don't, I don't want to give it a 10 because it's not, it's not perfect, but it's damn close. Nine.
1: Okay. I was going to ask if you wanted to match me on it and give it a nine. So nine, Uh, the reason why I'm giving it a nine uh, mainly is because I still have some questions that would just like to have that, that, that deeper, deeper dive into it to, to really kind of understand what, what's going on and how everything got to the state it is.
0: And that's the only yeah. reason
1: why that I'm giving it a nine not giving. it
0: Okay. My reasoning for not giving it a 10, um, you want what happened before. I, I want a, a stronger conclusion, um, because it just, while yes, it, it is a bookend, it does definitely close this chapter. I think it could have done a little better. I think you could have resolved a few other issues because at the very, very, very end, it shows a mask and a sprout growing at the ba- at the, the, the clean air and the clean water and the clean dirt. Like I would have loved to have the people move down there and live down there and, and farm down there and just have their own secluded little paradise. While the rest of the world burned, because they deserved to burn for all the warring they did and all the just fighting and in murder and you just go, well, no, you just <laughs> you don't need to treat a young lady the way they treated her. True. So true. Yeah, like right. they can go burn for the betterment of the people. I believe next week's my turn. My my choice. It is now. Before we had talked about potentially Tokyo Ghoul season two, which not going to lie, held my interest. Um and. My movie that you found <laughs> last week. So I I really don't know. Um, tell you what, even or odd, Jack? Odd. Okay, we're going to do Tokyo Ghoul.
1: All right, season then. Two. Works for me. I'm happy with that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Oh, I w- actually, before we go, I, I have an idea. Maybe we could start doing this. I don't know. What movie do you think would be similar to what we just watched that we've already done a review for?
1: Uh, I've read my mind. I was actually. Thinking about doing that exact same thing. Uh, Honestly, (laughs) what I think is, and it's not so much of just a movie. It's a series of movies because uh, Studio Ghibli is great all around. And it's a great set of movies to actually watch no matter what. Uh, But if you want to go with something that holds more of like a similar tone, I would probably maybe say... Grave of the Fireflies, which takes place around World War II.
0: Have we, referred, have we have we seen that one yet or no?
1: I don't believe so, which would be a great one to watch here coming up soon. Hint, hint, wink, wink.
0: <laughs> we could probably make that uh, a thing a little bit later. Um,
1: but as far as for what we've already reviewed or listened to, I would have to say nothing, nothing that's really close to what we've actually already watched.
0: Maybe My, uh, my Neighbor Totoro?
1: You could do that. Although the tones are very, very different in it. If anything else, I would have to honestly say "How's Moving Castle. Because it deals with war, the state of the planet, and what's going on.
0: Moving planet or moving castle?
1: How's Moving Castle. Okay. And the reason why I say that one kind of hesitantly, you won't remember it because you you didn't do it with me.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I... uh, it was episode 45. And yes, that was a, uh, that was a Jack exclusive, <laughs> which
1: we may actually redo exclusive for patrons.
0: Yeah. Cause I feel like I could have, I listened to it. It was good. It was well done. I, you I you did don't enjoy need
1: pull, it. You don't need to pull my chain, man. It's all right. We know it was horrible. Uh,
0: no, no, it was good. But I think that if we could, we, we, we have a, a certain chemistry that we can add to it, you know? Of course. <laughs> um,
1: but uh yeah definitely house moving castle for the ones that we've already watched is what i would say kind of really matches the the tone for it a little bit
0: okay so yeah, if you liked this one and maybe you'd like episode 45 of ours uh, how's moving castle
1: and maybe soon to be redone for our, exclusively for our patrons
0: i'd say more than just maybe sure.
1: <laughs> well that's all the time that we have for today hope you enjoyed this week's choice uh if you have a recommendation on on what you feel like we should watch or if you feel like we missed something didn't cover something or we didn't do it enough justice or we did it too much justice or even if you feel like this is like another show feel free to reach out to us featured anime podcast at gmail.com at those anime guys on twitter uh You can even uh, comment on YouTube. I'll eventually get all the videos posted back up on there. I promise. I really do. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Featured anime podcast on Facebook. And uh, if you want to hear the before and after show uh, that we usually do, a dollar a month gets you there. It's four four shows every month, all of it bonus content. And if you want to get the episodes a little bit early and join in on the live stream, $3. Until next time, I'm Jack.
0: I'm Rick, and I hope to God that's not our future. (laughs) Later. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.